Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. KIP, for short, brings you an exclusive look at the nature of humanity as we interface with culture and society in and out of our relationship with God. It explores the unique and contrasting position of having a biblical worldview versus a secular or societal worldview. I will explore these topics using the powerful and dynamic tools of the didactic narrative, teaching a relevant truth through storytelling, biblical exposition, teaching Bible principles, and of course, real talk. My background scans a diversity of over 35 years of work in education, government, law, ministry, business development, and consulting, respectively. Each guest speaker will bring a variety of wisdom and insight to life topics and situations that we encounter on a daily basis. So all I need you to do now as listeners is to sit back and enjoy the podcast, spread the word about KIPP, the Kingdom Influencing Podcast, and I will be your host, Derek L. Calhoun. That's hashtag K-I-P, hashtag K-I-P. Help me to make KIPP your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. Hey, 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 what's going on, Kingdom Influencing Nation? It's almost New Year's, and uh, a lot of people are making decisions about how they're going to live in the new year. But I just want to share some things that God is, is just dealing with me on in this season of my life. Uh, I'm in a transitional stage, uh, which is uh, really embracing who I am now as opposed to who I was. And uh, all people at some point in our lives, we go through these periods of transition. And we really, 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 especially those of us who are believers, need to hear from heaven so that we can become the men and women of God that God has called us to be. So in this new year, instead of making all kinds of resolutions, let's just be the men and women of God that God have called us to be. Um, let me talk today. It's a very serious topic to me. And, and um, as we grow in Christ, we're often challenged in our beliefs and I'm not saying challenge in our beliefs where, you know, I love Christ, I don't love Christ, or I love Christianity, don't love Christianity, but being challenged in the depth of our belief. In other words, we can always dig deeper, we can always go further, or we can always go higher. You know, it, it's the depths and the whips and the height and the breadth of God's love. And so I was challenged today because I was going to talk about uh, a certain revelation that I was taught many, many years ago. And um, I probably will teach on that next week. But it, it was so funny because as I got with God, uh, even based on that topic, he was saying, no, 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 no. This is what we're going to talk about today. So without any further ado, the Lord just spoke to me and said, we're going to talk about the uh, power of divine partnerships, the power of of divine partnering. Oh, okay. Not the power of divine partnerships, but we're going to talk about the power of divine partnering. And I I was talking to God, and I was like, well, I thought they were pretty much the same thing. And he said, no, they're not the same thing. So 
I did some quick research. And of course, as God is always right, they are not the same thing. So uh, I went to Chronicle Newsletter at cron.com uh, and uh, looked up this definition. And, and uh, Diane Perez did a wonderful job kind of giving us an overview, just a basic overview, because sometimes you can get too much of an overview and be swamped in it. But she just gives just gives enough to make sure that we understand the concept the way it was meant to be understood. So the difference between partnering, between partnership and partnering by Diane Perez. Here's just a couple of quotes that I think are important as I as we introduce this uh, topic today. While partnership and partnering share some of the same qualities, they are different concepts in business. A partnership is a legal entity, a form of business. So a partnership is the setup of the business. However, partnering is the method of running the business. It's the operation of the business. So you have the setup of the business, but then you have the operation of the business. So then watch this. Let me let me hasten to this point here. Partnering, and I'm just going to talk about partnering because I don't have time to get into the distinct differences and nuances, but because you've heard about partners like law firm partners and majority partners and minority partners and silent partners, you've heard some of those concepts, but let me talk about partnering very quickly. Partnering is a joint venture among groups of people, each group being a team working towards common goal each group being a team working towards common goal sort of like the body of christ we are all uh, different members in the body doing different things but we're working towards a common goal which is the fulfillment of the kingdom mandate uh in the earth the fulfillment of the kingdom mandate you know, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven so we're trying to fulfill the kingdom mandate each team capitalizes on its individual strengths and has specific assigned tasks. Every joint supplies what the other joint needs. We're all members of the body. Some of us are prophetic. Some of us are servants. And we have different gifts, uh, differing one from another. But we're all one body. Okay? Each team capitalizes on its individual strengths and has specific assigned tasks. All of the teams share resources, including financial investment. As a result, they all share any profits or losses. And... That's probably closer to a definition of the body of Christ than looking at the setup, which would be a partnership, because in all actuality, we can't really be in a partnership with God unless we clearly understand the mandate that God has to be the chief engineer. He has to be the chief partner. He has to be the primary partner. He has to be the first and preeminent partner he has to be the partner that makes the decisions it's it's a it's a a role that we have to reflect on because oftentimes in our lives we want to make decisions and then tell god what to do and god bless what i'm what i'm thinking about bless what i'm talking about bless what i'm about to get into and that's not how this thing works that's not how the kingdom works and i'm saying this because a lot of times we need to stop and make transition. We need to stop and make transition. We need to embrace 
the kingdom as it was intended to operate. Um, it, it's, it's funny. In the scripture in the, in the uh, uh, first chapter, Genesis, he talks about uh, he would create something he said, and it is good. He would create something else and say it was good. Um, and then he talked about the tree of, of, of good and evil. But when you look at the Hebraic, uh, and I'm talking about the original Hebraic text, uh, which was more like a hieroglyphic type thing than anything. But when you look at the original Hebraic text, it, it speaks more to function. So when God said it was good, it functions properly. But the tree of good and evil, the tree of function and dysfunction. So there's a way that God wants us to do things. And we call it his way. We call it his will. We, we, we call it his divine mandate. It, it is God's prerogative to do what he does in the earth and to use us as instruments or vehicles to get those things done. And we have to be clear that at the end of the day, God doesn't need us. We need him. Are, are you hearing me? So let me hasten on. Let me hasten on. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to speak from the heart and, and, and get, get us to this place for some incredulous reason. We have visions of grandeur, and I'm talking about those of us who are members of the body of Christ, that we can actually work for God. However, the scripture is very, very clear. John 15 and 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Without me we can do nothing. Now, there are people doing many great things, but when we get to heaven, the question would be, were those great things of me or us? Or were those great things of God? For if they were of us, they're going to burn up. They're going to count as for nothing. If they're for God, then God gets the glory. All right? So essentially, we need him to know how to operate in the earth, how to fulfill the kingdom mandate, how to live our lives, how to raise our children, how to love our spouses, how to deal with our finances and the Bible is replete with all of those how to's uh, if you read it slowly carefully processing it through prayer and the power of the Holy Spirit but what I'm saying to you today is he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit we need him to live in us so that we can bear much fruit and if he doesn't live with us without me you can do nothing you see we need God to be but he does not need us to be. We need God to exist, but he does not need us to exist. Are you catching this? We need God. And we need to get that revelation in our head, not just Sunday. No, 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 because we live in the kingdom every day. So we need God daily in our lives. And we need to understand how that works. And it's not something... Uh, unnatural it's supernatural because he the king of kings wants to live in us he wants to indwell in us indwell in us okay and that's a whole nother topic but he does not need us we need him he is god all by himself but without him we can do nothing a branch without the life flowing strength of the vine is good for nothing but to be cast out but like old wood that is ready to be cast in the fire 
I have been guilty of saying that I want to work for God, but we cannot work for God. We can, we really need God to work in us. I mean, the question is that that's a question. Can we really work for God? What we really should be saying is this, God, I need you to live in me and through me. God, I want you to lead. God, I want my desires to be second to your desires. I want my will to be second to your will. So watch this, Psalms 37, 3. Trust in the Lord, do good. We got to trust him, do good, do his will, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. God will provide for us even when we can't see how he's going to provide. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. People think that means he's going to give me what I want. Mm -mm. If I'm delighting myself in the Lord and loving God like I need to love him, love God with your whole heart, mind, and soul, then what he does as a response to us is shares resources. He shares the equity of heaven. And so what he does is he'll give you the desires of your heart. Let me, this is, these are the things that you ought to pursue. These are the, this is the person you ought to be. Let me give you, God wants to give us the desires of our heart. And really he wants to give us an impartation of his will. Okay. And of course, that's why we have the scripture itself. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Whatever God said, whatever God promised, it'll come to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness, listen, as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. So there are a whole lot of things swirling around us, a whole lot of negativity swirling around us, a whole lot of people seeming to do whatever they want to do and looks like they're, they're prospering. But at the end of the day, we need to be committed to doing things God's way. We have to get our spiritual equation correct. God must be first. We all struggle with this equation. But at the end of the day, it is, the, it is only his will that will prevail. His will and his will alone. Because he, our sovereign protector and father, is in control of everything. He's sovereign. He rules. He reigns. Both in the, in the earth realm below and in the heavens above. So we have to learn to embrace Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto us. So let me close by, by being reminded of our spiritual mandate in the earth. I want us to be reminded what our mandate is. Jesus made it very simple in Matthew 5.16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father. In other words, they may see you doing the will of the Father, doing the living according to the ways of the Father, but the glory is not going to you. They're giving the glory to God because they realize that you couldn't do what you were doing Unless you, the branch, were connected to the true vine and your life should be a representation of this partnering relationship between you, the Father, the Son, and, and the Holy Spirit. 
And so that's what we're all striving for. That's what we're all praying about. That's what we all need to repent about if we don't have that biblical equation correct. Let's, let's ask this question. Where does the light come from? John 1 shares it with us. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was fully God. So Jesus was fully God, uh, and he is the Word. The Word was with God in the beginning. All things were created by him. Apart from him, not one thing was created that has been created. In him was life, and the life was the light of mankind. In Jesus is the life. And the life that's in Jesus is the light of humanity. It is the light that will bring people to the saving grace of Jesus Christ. That's why we're letting our light so shine before men. But the hour is really God's light in us. But it's because it's in us, he lets us call it our life. But we're just borrowing it for a season until we return uh, to our heavenly posture and disposition. But watch this. And this light, verse 4, this verse 5, and the light shines on in darkness, but darkness has not mastered it, or darkness has not comprehended. Darkness has not learned the function of the light. Go back to Genesis, the function of the light. We have to embrace the function of the light. We have to embrace the goodness of God in the land of the living. We introduce dysfunction into the earth. But from the very conception, God was partnering with us to create a world that would bless him for eternity. So watch this. So watch this. A man came, sent from God, whose name was John. Notice this man got an assignment from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that everyone might believe through him. He himself, watch this, just what I just said, he was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. The true light who gives light to everyone who comes into the world. God shares this resource of light with us, and we're supposed to let that light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. At the end of the day, we are here to bear witness or to give testimony of the light or to the light so that God gets the glory and he only gets the glory when we operate according to his will. But God is such a good God. He will share his glory with his people. So 2 Corinthians 4 and 7 says it like this. We now have this light in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God and not our not from ourselves. Are you are you catching this? It's all about God and it's not about us. So as we go into this new year, knowing how fragile we are, knowing how we sin and fall short of the glory of God, let us go into this new year with a new mindset with a new heart God create within us, a, a clean heart, and renew within us a right spirit. Lord, let us let our steps be ordered by you in the name of Jesus, that we might allow you to live through us, that we might take a secondary position 
and allow you to be the Lord of our lives, to walk us through what is right and what is your will. Even if your will hurts, blessed is the man that swears to his own hurt and changeth not. It's okay. Sometimes as part of it, that business equation said in partnering, when with company profits, we all profit. When the company loses, we all, we all lose. When uh, Jesus went through the pain of the and the agony of the cross, uh, the body too must go through that. If we don't suffer with him, we cannot reign with him. So it's one of those things. It's, it's not an all or nothing, but there are ebb and flows and highs and lows in this thing that we call Christianity. And when things are going well, we need to give God praise. When things are going bad, we need to give God praise. God gets the glory in all things. In all things, we ought to give thanks. So as we close out this year, um, 2022, let us give thanks. Let us be grateful for what God has done for us. And let us be grateful that we're listening to this right now so that we can make the proper changes in our life so that we'll have the proper spiritual equation where God is first and his will is primary and we are secondary to the will of God. Listen, you have been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. My prayer for you and your family and all of those that you are connected to as you share this podcast is that you will go and influence the world. Listen, I've written a book to try to help with that. Um, if you have not read it, if you have not purchased it, the book is entitled Press Into the Power, A Journey to Healing and Breakthrough. And it can be found, of course, on Amazon.com. You can go to Barnes & Noble Books, Cokesbury Bookstore, uh, Cokesbury Online, I'm sorry. And there are other online bookstores that you can purchase this book. Um, it's a great book to share with your friends. If you get it, I'd love for you to post it online and send me a picture. Just tag me, Derek L. Calhoun, and uh, it would be a blessing just to rally because I believe that that book was written for the nations, and I believe that people around the world need to read that book. That's my heart's belief. I believe that, and I want you to help me to get that book out as you have helped me as you share this podcast with your family, friends, and your network. I love you. I want to wish you a happy, happy new year. And I pray God's blessings on him as you assume the posture of allowing God to be first. God bless.